Hey everybody, it's the Drafting Offers Podcast with you always is John, Scott, and Brad. How are we, fellas? We're going. We're doing it. <laughs> We're we made going. it. We made it. We made is it. A, this is the big time. This is the big show. Um, if people just knew the debauchery that was going on behind the scenes just to get us here, they would be they would be diehard fans immediately. Well, let's just say we tried to start this an hour ago, and uh, <laughs> and, and we've got about seventeen seconds of recording time already. So uh, so we're off to a good start. But hey, you know what that means? It means that we took the time to make sure that we look good, we sounded good, and uh, we have some content for you today. So. Um, I'm, I'm John Fielding. This is, uh, Brad, uh, Brad Warner and Scott Morgan, uh, at sold with Scott and at Warner in your corner. And I am, of course, am at Fielding real estate. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We've got some really fun topics and we've got a draft coming up. Um, I'm going to, uh, let Scott explain to you Well, he, I think we'll probably explain to you what the draft is, um, at some point today. Um, but, uh, I know we've got a couple of things that happened in the media lately to talk about. So let's get right into it. Shall we? A recurring theme, what we're going to be touching on is just some either debunking or confirming of different news articles. We're seeing so much in the media that we'll either kind of go, oh yeah, that's true. Or you're a little behind the times. This has already been happening for a month or that's completely bogus. So, uh, the financial post post haste looks like Canada's housing market has finally turned the corner. So, uh, actually, Brad, I think you'd have a great conversation on this based on what happened today. I, when I read these articles, sometimes they have such a wide, you know, spectrum of what they talk about the housing market. And, you know, each of our market is all different where we even live. So what's happening there isn't always what's happening here. And, and it all depends on the price range and everything. Um, but one thing I will say in, you know, my local market, which is the Bay of Quinney region, like Bubble and Trenton and surrounding areas is in our lower range, like the first time home buyers right now. The market certainly is on fire as a seller's market. It's nuts. And and for us, like the price range, you know, that would be under 550,000 would be the price range and that would be a first time home buyer around here and those ones are are absolutely in high demand and like I can tell you from experience, you know, I'd have I had a semi in Belleville, uh, semi-detached house, two bedrooms, one bathroom, and you know a lower priced range house. Perfect for a first-time home buyer though. Um, and we had 13 offers. And it was uh, wow. certainly extremely competitive. Extremely competitive. There's another house down the street that's taking multiple offers today because we're withholding offers on anything in the lower price range, especially in Belleville. And, um, but yeah, it's a real fixer upper, but there's certainly still interest there because the first time home buyer can get into it. You know, for us, it's like we have three different markets in our local area. We have our first time home buyer market, which is a seller's market. And there is absolutely no doubt about that. Um, maybe that that's up to 550 to 600. Um, and then from like 600, maybe 650 to 800, it's like a micro buyer's market because the people that are buying into that range, they can be extremely picky because they have their house to sell in the lower range. And we are certainly finding those are staying on the market for longer. And those are not selling for, you know, significantly over list price or anything like that. And then for us, like the higher end, which is for you guys and us is so different, but you know, over 900,000 for us, it like turns back into a seller's market. You know, and and those really it's like, like a sandwich where the yeah, middle is, middle's got a pick of the litter. Certainly, yeah. It seems like almost like a like a micro uh, 
buyer's market like just kind of smushed in there in the middle and two two seller's markets on each side which has certainly been interesting brad where are you seeing like 14 offers where are you seeing these agents coming from are they local agents are they out of town this was the most out of town agents that i've had in quite a while um i mean last year we would see you know 50 percent of the agents coming through be out of town agents and you know uh for us it, it, it was nice to see how many local agents there were, which means there's probably a lot of local first-time homebuyers who are still able to get into the market. Um, but there was, you know, definitely an uptick of, you know, GTA realtors coming in looking at the houses for sure. As, and I'm sure I'm assuming that has something to do with your market more than mine. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, interesting because we're we're picking up greatly. So our, our entry level homes are, are have been almost the entire time having multiple offers because our floor can only go so low. Just to speak back to this article, I think it's late. I think we've had this uh, market rebounding probably in February. Um, I had a listing then that had I think it was 12 offers. And we ended up selling probably about fifty to sixty thousand over where the last few had sold. And from there, you're starting to see it in most of the sectors. You're still seeing some properties that had been listed and overpriced or reaching for prices that are from last year or the year before. Um, some of those are coming down, delaying offers and selling. Some of them are actually getting attention now that the market's kind of coming back up to where they are where they're, they're maybe selling close to their price range so pricing is definitely um, a huge has a huge impact on what's happening but uh, if you're doing the list low and delaying offers it seems to be working for a majority of the sector so if things repeat themselves how they were previously i think that ripple effect from our area down to yours will start bringing more out-of-town agents so Keep a heads up, Brad. <laughs> well, we're just it, like, it, it, you know, that house I was talking about that with the, all those offers, we obviously withheld offers, but like, it's just kind of starting back. You've already been going through it for probably a month or maybe more. And, uh, yeah. you know, when that sale happened, like a lot of listing agents that I know all reached out to me and be like, oh, what do you think? Should we always withhold offers? And, you know, to each their own. Are but, you the uh, local, local guru? Because you got your no, ear on the streets? <laughs> Absolutely not. But some of my friends there certainly reached out to be like, oh, okay. So is this is this where we're at now? Because it is somewhat, you know, in the last two weeks we're seeing like you, you know, if you're gonna list, especially in Belleville proper or Trenton proper, it's probably beneficial to withhold. So are you listing first for clients or are you trying to locate a property and then selling? That's complicated. Uh, you're so you're talking about like a people, someone that has a house looking to sell and then buying somewhere, right? And that's tricky because of that little micro buyer's market the in that- sandwich market out in yeah. Bell Vegas. You know, but like that little, that's if you're moving from, you know, $450,000, $500,000 house to a $700,000 house, you might still be able to get that condition of sale just because it seems like that market at 700 is a little bit lower. If you're moving up to that million dollar house, you're probably not getting that condition of sale because it's a more seller's market. So we're still kind of in, in a little bit of a feeling out period around here where I'm assuming you're probably not in that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about this condition of sale? I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. <laughs> that was going to actually, I was going to ask a question about that too, but I, cause I, I think I might've misinterpreted what you were saying, but yeah, you, you go right ahead there. <laughs> condition of sale. 
Uh, okay. For the record, that was, that was sarcasm. That's just something for, for those people that are, are just listening and not seeing me smile um, in the Durham region. That's just non-existent. In the last, I've been doing this almost 12 years. It's just very, very rare that that happens. It's got to be that crazy overpriced house that's just happy to get that buyer. And, and even then, a firm offer or something with lesser conditions is going to get you a better price. So yeah. is that something you, you see out your way a lot, Brad? Sure. It's something we see in certain markets for sure. Certainly not in 2022 and not really much in 2021 before that. And then, and then, you know, even in this market, we're still seeing it a little bit. So you go in, a buyer puts an offer on your property and, you know, like a home, like, you know, you normally have a condition of doing a home inspection or getting your financing together. Another condition that you can put in is a condition of selling your own house. Um, and usually when you go in, you have about 30 days to sell your own house and that property when you have that condition of selling your own house to firm up on it um there's there's always an escape clause almost always an escape clause on there so the people can continue to try and sell their house while you have that condition of sale so you could possibly get bumped out of the offer but yeah we're definitely still seeing it we're also seeing um some people still have sellers accommodation conditions in, which I don't know if you guys have ever done that much in your area either. But when um, you're selling your house, you know, and somebody puts an offer in on it, you can say, okay, well, this this sale is conditional on the sellers having two weeks or three weeks to go and find an appropriate property. And I've done that a, a few times anyways in the last six months um with with people and it gives them that opportunity to go and find that house once they know what they sold their house for yeah seller accommodation i've seen more so if you get into the kawartha region like cottage country yeah. uh whether it's buyer accommodation seller accommodation but generally out our way it's uh, if you're getting conditions you're lucky to get a home inspection or finance yeah. and even then like i love my home inspector if anyone's listening out there brian Sheehey, pillar to post is the man I haven't seen Brian in two years plus. Um, I need to get him out on the golf course because I, I think I owe him around. But great guy. Just if you're if you're in multiple offers and you're you're trying to secure that property and it's not a one that's completely dilapidated, it's very difficult to get that condition of home inspection or finance in order to stay competitive, which is unfortunate because I know we've bought two homes now, one with home inspection, one without, and it's, you're taking a risk by not having it. But at the end of the day, anyone who bought say pre COVID and is now in their home, they've made a couple hundred thousand dollars. So, I mean, if you got to do a little work in the attic for some mold removal, like you, you've done pretty well as it stands. Mm -hmm. So it's just yep. difficult. I once, so speaking of home inspectors, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I did a deal in Belleville. And um, Brad knows it was on. Wait a second, John. What? You went out to Belleville. You didn't refer that out to Brad. I didn't even know him. I didn't even know him. it was a few <laughs> years ago and I didn't even know the guy. And I had a client that was here. Um, but uh, so we went out to Belleville. That was a century home. It was at least 100, maybe almost 150 years old, 125, 150 years old. And uh, the home inspector we got was somebody who was familiar with heritage buildings, heritage properties. And he goes, as soon as he walked into that house, he goes, I've inspected this house before. And I said, are you sure? Are you serious? He goes, yeah, I've inspected this house a couple years ago, but like before the last seller or whatever it was, I inspected it like literally again, I can give you that report and I can do another one today. Um, but he goes, I was absolutely stunned. I thought the, the house was fantastic. Like it was, he goes, if the house was poorly built, it'd be a pile of rubble by now after 150 years, this one must've been one of the good ones. Like it had a cistern in the bottom, in the, in the basement. Like it was a, 
it was super like super old but like beautiful and super character like so that's it that's it. that's my belleville story so the same century moment, century homes have to find that your client it's like <laughs> it's not for everybody but honestly they're so beautiful you know and and yeah. and honestly you mentioned a cistern and i would say a lot of people that are listening to this probably don't even know what a cistern is yeah, I saw yeah. you light up there, Brad. You just wanted to talk about a cistern so bad. Like you're, you just, your eyes lit up. I you saw one yesterday. Cistern? I haven't seen one in use in a while, but well, yeah, I didn't see one yet. This one yeah. is connected to municipal water and everything, but it just happened to, it was still there. Um, we see septic tanks, you know, we see different types of septic tanks, tanks and uh, leaching beds and, uh, you know, wells, drilled wells, dug wells, community wells. Like we see that kind of stuff. The first house I ever sold was on a community well and a septic tank and it had is about uh, we had the inspection we had uh condition of finance condition of uh seller like an sbp sell of the buyer's property every single condition we could pot like this deal taught me every everything about real estate that i ever needed to know in one deal maybe not everything there's no way that i could have learned everything but it gave me a lot of information it was not an easy start it was the hardest thing i think probably still to this day was one of the hardest deals i've ever done and it happened to be my first um, but uh, I think yeah. that's the perfect thing for a new agent, you know, get, yeah, a, yeah. get a couple of complicated deals right off the bat. Yeah. You know, if you're a new agent, like, uh, yeah. don't be scared of something complicated. It'll help you learn. Honestly, oh, this for was, sure. This was yeah. super complicated everything from the clients. Cause again, it was a divorce situation. So it was like a, a husband and wife are yeah. separating and they, you know, yeah. it's, you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of meet with them together and, and meet with them separately. And then one's like, well, I'm not going to do that. She can do that or he can do that or whatever. There's always this stuff. And of course, like the house has sort of been half renovated because one of them started a renovation and didn't finish it. Um, and then they're like, can you just, can you sell this place? Like, uh, yeah, I think so. It's a good, yeah, I can, uh, I'll do my best. I'll do whatever I can for you guys. So, but. so your guys first listing wasn't your parents who were throwing you a bone when you were 23 years old. <laughs> no, when I was 23 years old, I was, I was getting up at uh, noon and going to bed at, I don't know, three. Yeah, so was I. I was also living, uh, I called my parents my roommate, shout out to Dave and Wendy for, for putting me up for so long. But uh, that was my first listing. It was Whippy Shores. It was their place. And I'm so thankful that it sold because I can still speak to them. So that's good. Has the market turned the corner? No. <laughs> yes, it did. A while ago, you missed it. Yeah. yeah, a little behind. Like to sum it up, that article might just be a little bit delayed, especially in some areas, right? So it depends on where you are. Exactly, it depends on where you are. I mean, I know that uh, I heard the Canadian Real Estate Association. I was at a presentation last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and somebody from Korea said that you know it, it seems to be doom and gloom in the media, but the numbers that we're seeing don't reflect that. Like, I don't know where people are getting this information. Um, you know, we're we we saw the highest peak ever like you know 2021 or whatever like yeah, that was kind of like sort of covid and then it kind of went up and then went down pretty quickly but it didn't plummet it, it corrected and so the numbers now are pretty much similar to where they were in in 2019 um it, which is you know, i'd even argue higher than 2019 well, higher yes but i mean it's almost like it's almost like they kind of just crept up slowly even though in the middle there was this like boom and then a bust and then it kind of corrected again so if that didn't happen the numbers would be where they should be you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah and i think a lot of it stems with forecasting what's coming what's happened has happened but if you're looking and you're going oh there's no buyers out there and there's a ton of listings well we have a problem but 
Yeah. We're going to have a, a supply issue for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. unless, unless something happens drastically in the next couple of years to build homes, uh, and, and hire tradespeople to do that. Um, I think we're, we're in it for, for a little bit of time here where prices are going to be on the rise and getting your yeah. foot into inventory is going to be, uh, the most important thing. Speaking of which, <laughs> why don't we shake out? Speaking of segways, speaking of segways, <laughs> I think we've, I think we should get drafting. I, I think, think that we should like, get into our first inaugural draft. I haven't and... been chirped in a while, so I'm pretty sure. We just... <laughs> <laughs> so this so... week, our first ever draft will be on the topic of wow factor features of your home. So this is going to be interior only. This is going to be something, it doesn't have to necessarily be high-end luxury. It could be something that is a smaller feature that if, uh, I guess we would describe it. If you were to have someone over, you'd also, you'd want to show it off to your, to your friends and family or, or that thing when someone uses it and they go, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and then as John was alluding to, because this is our first, we can give you a rundown of what the draft will be. So if you haven't listened to our little precursor commercial, the draft will be um, each week an episode on a real estate or real estate adjacent topic. It'll be in the form of a snake draft. So if you've done fantasy sports, you'll you'll know the premise. But basically, we will have a draft order chosen from our Wheel of Wheels, which we'll do shortly. There'll be five rounds. The person who finishes the one round will start the next round. Um, and then from there, we'll have five picks. We'll have three teams. And that's where we're going to need you to come in. And we're going to need your votes. We need to know who will be the draft champ each episode. So if you can go on to our Instagram at the Drafting Offers Podcast, uh, we'll have a poll up for you to vote. And we would love to see who you think is the best. Um, from there, we'll have bragging rights going into our next episode. And we're we're still talk, in talks about what we're going to be either wearing or, or winning each week that we are the draft champ. So your, um, your involvement is critical, and we hope you enjoy uh, the banter that we have here. So why don't we get it started? Let me get on the share screen. Who's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be Brad. Oh, no. oh. Brad is selecting yeah. the order. All right. You're selecting, so you don't have to go first. You're the one selecting. Well, uh, wow. okay. Of course, well, you can fine. go first if you want. I'm going to pick first um, because I don't have as many on my list, so I want to make sure I get one. Um, Do it. I'll have Don go second and Scott go third. All right. This one is definitely maybe more of a bevel thing. So, uh, But the one thing I guess that if I want to show it off to my friends is a triple car garage. Triple first car overall, garage. overall, triple car garage. A huge garage. Place to hang out place to it's the place to be so you've got a room so in theory you've got room for two cars and a pool table like you know or like whatever right man you guys see, uh, you guys see king of queens and doug is doug in carrie's backyard he's got the car parked there and he's got his big screen tv and then carrie leaves the garage door opener one night and it gets stolen like <laughs> i'm not gonna put a i don't know if i want to put all that kind of stuff i like the idea of a triple car garage um right now i have a zero car garage so i mean even one would be fine uh so <laughs> I mean, now Bradway, are you getting more ATVing and you got your... Long There's a lot of toys around here. A lot of toys to work with, right? I, I mean, we're, we're on the bay, right, too? There's a lot, a lot of people have boats. A lot of a lot of people have sea-doos, a lot of ATVs. That kind of, I don't have those kind of toys for what it's worth, but I'd still like the space. Maybe even put a, like a golf simulator in there. I don't know. Maybe. Brad, no tip and picks. <laughs> just, just what the heck? 
<laughs> also, so again, we told the rules. Um, we didn't discuss vetoes. So if the person has selected something and the other two feel that it doesn't fall within the category or is in some way cheating, I feel like this might be up Brad's alley a little bit. We can both veto and they have to reselect. Uh, that's not the case right here. That is a good pick. Triple car garage. Uh, on to you, John. I like that. Triple car garage. Okay. This is going to be an interior feature and this is not something that's super, super expensive. And this is by no means, I would say a luxury feature, but I think it is something that's really cool. And I, the first time I saw one, I was like, I need this where, why, why can't this be in every single house? And it is the kitchen sweep vac. If you don't know what a kitchen sweep vac is, um, that might even not even be what they're called. I, to be quite honest, I have no idea what it's actually called. I've just seen it there. So if you've got a central vac system in your house, in the kitchen, underneath one of your cabinets, you might see a little a little box or a little grate. There's a little button on it that you can kick. It pops it open and it opens it so it turns on the vacuum. And what you do is if you're sweeping up your kitchen floor, you just sweep it into the, into the corner, turn on the vacuum, and it just sucks everything out. That, to me, was like, when I saw one of those, I think I had an open house. Or I don't think I had a listing, but I think I might have hosted somebody's open house that had a kitchen sweep vac. I showed it to every single person, and they were all like, oh. I didn't even know those existed. Like just, I think it's the coolest thing. Um, and it's not a huge cost. Again, you've got to have a central vac system though. Yeah. John, when this category was selected, that was one of the things our friends have one. So it's like a kick plate for your central vac, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, my only thing is this was selected in the first round and there is a company called Dyson that is now completely making these irrelevant. Um, so I, I can see where you're coming from. It is cool to show off to your friends, but you're going to be, it's like showing off a, a VHS player, I think in, in the next couple of years, but I, <laughs> I like where your head's at. And, uh, and that's a nice second overall pick, I, I guess. I gotcha. I think I, I understand that, but I mean, this is one of those things where you don't, you don't even have to bring a vacuum out, right? I can go get my vacuum off the charger downstairs and I can bring it and sweet, you know, whatever vacuum my kitchen floor. And of course, but I mean, this is one of those, one of those things where you just kind of into the corner and that's gone. Everything oh, going there, so you I like it. I, like I it. really like the sound effects too. Yeah. <laughs> and for those listening on the audio, that was not a soundboard. That was, that was live baby. Yeah. So guys, I'm pretty excited here. I, I was really wanting first overall pick because this pick is pretty special to a lot of kids. I think growing up in their, in their minds and their imaginations. Um, I thought Brad knew where I was going with this and that's why he sewered me because this is going to start a rivalry to come. I am going to choose a hidden room. So like the bogus bookcase or the big piece of artwork that opens up and there's a door behind there. And I'm not going to say what's behind because you could be hiding all kinds of things and I don't want to tip picks, but I think from those like murder mystery things where the person's leaning and the candle opens the door, it's friggin' cool. And if you go on Wayfair right now, they actually sell fake bookcases that are door frames and you can put that in your house. So I'm going to say hidden mm. rooms. I like that. I, what's the sound effect that, what sound would that make? Would it be kind of like a, or would it be sort of really sound effect guy? Yeah. We got a human soundboard. This is just awesome. call me Jones. Just call me officer Larvel Jones. Can, can I be honest with you? I just don't get what the point is. I don't, other than like one quick Instagram, like reel you're going to make in your life. And then the rest of your life, you're going to be like, man, I wish that was just a regular door. <laughs> or <laughs> people are going to be like, oh, Scott's in, Scott's in the, I'm not going to say the room because it's tip and picks. And then they're going to be like, where, where's that? And you're like, it's behind the bookcase. Grab, uh, 
Grab the Hemingway and pull it to work. To kill a mockingbird. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Okay. So now that the first round is over because I finished, I'll start the second for those that are new to drafting. And when I think of uh, cool, modern luxury, when I think of wow factor, when you go into that kitchen and you don't know where the fridge or the dishwasher are because they're they're hidden and built in, I think hiding is going to be maybe a, a key theme in in my draft, but I'm going to say built-in appliances. Um, I, I love the look of it. I think it looks classy. And when you have your friends over, it has that wow factor of where's your fridge? And you just open up a, what you think is a cupboard and bam, there's your, there's your beer. <laughs> what the what nice do you of- call that? You don't call that built-in appliances though, right? Like, what would you call it when it like matches? You're talking about like when it matches the cupboards and stuff like that though, right? It's almost like a custom built-in fridge or yeah. a, a, there's a word for it. We should probably know it as three, three successful realtors, but well, I, uh, here, I, here I we are. Call them, I call them, uh, I call them color matched or decor matched, decor matched uh, fridge or whatever it is and decor matched dishwasher. I don't know, color matched, something like that. It's I'll Google it when we finish up and then in the graphic, it'll have a picture and the right terminology, but I'm just going to put yeah. hidden appliances. I always say the nicer the house is, the harder it is to find the garbage can. Um, and that's probably, that probably kind of fits right into that there too, right? Like where you don't know, like, where's the garbage is under the sink? No, it's just a little, it's a little button and you kind of put, you know, it's like, if you feel like you're pulling out a cabinet, but it's just the garbage can, but you I'm would pretty- never know until you found it. Like you'd have to go through every single cabinet to find it. It's I'm not going to draft that garbage cabinet thing, but I would say that would be something I would love. That You know, when you open up that one drawer and it's all garbage cabinet, I'd like that more than having my fridge match my my cupboards. Are you having like a tri-sorter under your, uh, under your I cabinet love that. there? Like one for organics, one for waste, and one for I love like, that. recycling? Yeah. Maybe it's more of a Toronto, Durham region thing, Brad. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you guys yeah. don't even have green bins out there, do you? <laughs> Is it, Am I right? I- just my no we do come oh, on do. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, I was John you're canceled you're where was I you need over I, that where was I in Trenton I was I was somewhere where they didn't have a green it was a friend I was trying to remember I was visiting and I I don't remember if they even had a green I don't think I think we just put garbage like food waste in the garbage I don't think they even had green bins there well that's just because those specific people didn't care about the environment John. yeah <laughs> maybe maybe we shouldn't post our uh, our email for drafting offers because I think there might be some hate mail from the Quinny region for John that's, for that one I didn't wow, know. <laughs> <laughs> I would, wow. all right second round second pick John Fielding you're up I I got this um I really like this one again this is uh something that's I, I would say a lot of newer homes um, and older hotels, <laughs> for whatever reason, have this. And it's the heated bathroom floor. Um, that's that's kind of a... Now, you can do heated floors lower, but I mean, heated the heated bathroom floor is generally... Specifically want bathroom or do you just want heated floors? Heated floors in the bathroom. I don't need heated floors everywhere else. Heated floors okay. in the bathroom are great because it's usually tile, right? It's usually cold tile or kitchen. But I mean, I don't know. I like the heated bathroom floor. Um you know, and when I say old hotel rooms, it's usually like there's either a heated floor or that heat lamp from up on top. Um, but you know, a lot of kind of newer houses, some of them will have a heated bathroom floor. But again, it's just like it's a comfort thing. I don't, I don't, I can live without it. I do. I've lived without it for 42 years almost. Um, but it would be, uh, I think it'd be a cool like wow factor, fun to have kind of thing. Especially a basement. basement. Especially a basement Ooh. bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good one. That's yeah. That's to add to your thing, a basement bathroom that has heated floors. I've seen lots of them, especially like a renovated house. Yeah. I, I like that. 
Yeah, it, it was definitely on my list. And def I do find when you're doing a showing and you it's maybe not listed in the, the description of the home and you walk into that bathroom and it's warm on your feet, maybe maybe in the wintertime when it's cold, yeah. you might have stepped in a, in a snowbank and you get to warm your feet up. It's a nice little touch. That's a good pick for John. I like that for you. I love that journey for you. I love that journey for you. <laughs> All right. Last okay. pick, second round, Brad Warner. Okay. Uh, this is one I've only seen maybe a couple times, but I think it's pretty cool. And it's uh, accordion sliding doors, sliding glass doors. So, you know, like you normally oh. have like, your sliding glass doors, right? But when you can, you can almost have all of the glass go out like an accordion from your kitchen oh. into the backyard and it's just wide open. And it's almost like an open airspace back and forth. I think that's pretty cool. Like I mean, I wouldn't be so cool like at night when the mosquitoes are coming out, but uh, on like a nice warm day when you can just you yeah. you know push 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 all the sliding glass doors to one side and have it wide open. I think it'd look pretty sweet. You, you see it a lot on million dollar listings. Yeah. Those shows where yeah, they yeah. never get an ounce of snow or usually rain. Um, and at first when you said accordion doors, I pictured like those plastic cheap ones for your closet. And I was wondering where you were where going, are you with, going with this. I thought like, <laughs> yeah. I like those too. I like those too though. <laughs> but I think that's a great, I think that's a great pick. Um, and if you're, if you're looking for entertainment, you bordered on outside because technically half is outside, half's inside. But I, I think that has the wow factor you'd show off to your friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you have your friends over and you're just like, Hey, watch this. And then you just open the whole, like, almost side of your house. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, well, and a lot of remote control activated, right? So you're just sitting there hitting the button, and, and your friends are just jealous. So Okay, wow. okay. All right. Actually, I'm just going to go straight to my next pick then, um, because Scott pretty much just said it. But remote control window coverings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have that on my list. I got Harsh you, man. Leveler and all that stuff. Yeah, you got a Crestron system in your house. When you lay in bed and when you lay in bed and you can open up your uh, your window coverings from your bed, I think that's pretty sweet. Yep, definitely one of those. Definitely one of the ones on my list. Window never had it. I can I can promise you, I've never never had it myself, but it, it does look sweet. You can control them with an app too, or just even your voice. You know, Alexa, open the windows. Alexa, do the thing. Whatever I don't know. Whatever the command is. Um, you can tell Brad is out in the country because a lot of the things have to do with either looking outside, getting outside or parking your things that are outside. So you're really focused yeah. on where you are and not inside. Yeah. Is it just that everybody out there just wants to get the hell out of their houses? <laughs> like nobody wants to spend time in their house. Everybody just wants to spend time outside. I think that's pretty much like, I think that's a Canadian thing though. I don't know if it's just like a Quinty or a Belleville thing. No, I think it's a Canada yeah. thing. As soon as the weather's warm enough for a patio, they're jammed solid all day long. Like it's, yeah. it, we just need to get outside because our, our, our miserable our, winter weather just like. That's right. When the summer comes, like we're ready for it. And I, yeah, I think all three of mine have to do with like the weather's nice. Let's do this thing. That's it. Maybe that's my seasonal depression. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I shouldn't that's, be a, that's, that's a real deal. That's a real thing. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but yeah. Let's start with a hashtag and daylight savings time because gotcha. it's not helping anyone. All right, Johnny, you're up. Second pick, third round. This is, uh, I was going to go, I was going to stay in the bathroom for this one, but I think I might actually go downstairs um, into the, uh, into the media room. And uh, I'm going to say in wall speakers. Okay. In wall speakers. Now I know what you're going to say, because <laughs> I think, I think I'm, maybe, maybe I'm stuck in 2005 here, but I think in wall speakers to me seem like 
it seems like one of those things where you can have a very, like I'm, I'm very minimalist. I just like clean everything and kind of not, you know, not a lot of clutter. So having in-wall speakers to me, you can have your monitor on the wall, your screen on the wall, you can have, you know, your just, that's basically it. And then everything else is hidden. Um, yeah, so no you cord. can have everything, all the cords are all behind the wall, whether it's like just a wall that you've built like a false wall or the actual kind of room wall. Um, everything can kind of get hid behind. You've got a nice clean aesthetic. Uh, the, the speakers on the inside, you can remove them. Like it's not like they're built permanently into the wall. There's a grill on the front, which you can take off and move almost like a bathroom exhaust fan. Um, but I, I think, yeah, no, I like in walls. I'm just a sound guy, right? I mean, I'm a nerd when it comes to audio and I like to kind of, I like to have things that sound really good. So I'm kind of thinking I'm, I'm leaning towards that sort of home theater with the in wall speakers. I don't know. What do you guys As think? a nerd, as a, as an audio nerd, like yourself though, can you be honest though? It, is like the best sound bar that you can put underneath your TV. Is it really that much different than the well, surround sound? I, I guess. Like, I mean, uh, like your... I've had it all. I mean, I've had uh, I've had the the seven point one you know Yamaha receiver with all the with the big bookshelf speakers and things like that. Um, you know, the big tall tower speakers, and now I've got a Sonos system. And Sonos, I think, is fantastic because you can control everything from a phone. It's got an app. Uh, I can start playing music on Spotify on my phone, and then I can play it in the living room when I get down there. Um, my my true home theater system sounds way better. The Sonos is a great quality, fantastic quality. Can't deny that. But in a room that's set up as a theater with, you know, dark and your your screen, um, in-wall speakers, that kind of setup, I think, is is just far better. It, it seems like like Brad is doubting our our AV guy. Uh, who, <laughs> for those of, for those of you who don't know, Max from the Arkells once called this guy a wizard, and you're doubting I just, him. I I found a I don't know I think it was just a, it was a mix they were doing a mix and I worked for a couple of radio stations in Toronto and I was I was a technician and I was you know I was mixing I mixed a lot of bands I've uh, mixed for um, Metric and uh, The Offspring and a whole bunch of I can't think of any now other ones but. Um, uh, Dallas Green maybe came in. I can't remember, but um, but definitely uh, the Arkells were uh, um, were a, were a guest of ours. They were fantastic, and they they ripped it apart every single time. And I was able, I was lucky enough to mix uh, for them for a couple performances, which was a hell of a time. And we're lucky enough to have you mixing for the the draft and offers, boys. So thanks. I, hope, John. <laughs> I just hope uh, everything stays okay. All right. Yeah. So in wall speakers on. is in taken speakers. for second pick of the third round. So that comes on to me. Last pick, third round. I I see the remote control window coverings, Brad. Um, I think remote control might be a little bit early two thousands because. The world is running on voice commands and a voice command smart home system is what is a wow factor in a lot of homes these days. So that will be my selection. Voice control. Okay. So voice control, voice automation, like yeah. Crestron. Hey Alexa, turn off the lights. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I know that you, you said that mine is old school, old school, but I mean, you used to be able to just clap and get those lights to come on and off. So I don't know. I don't know if yours is that new technology. Yeah, That's think awful. about your lights at a birthday party when you blow with the candles. They're just going on and off. You don't want that garbage. This is this is 2023. Have buddy. you ever had a clapper? I never had a clapper in my life. Uh, not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank so goodness. we're on to the fourth round. So first pick is on to me. And that, that isn't just the bidet, that's the all-in-one toilet. You don't need toilet paper. You sit on this $15,000 piece of equipment and you are treated to an experience. Um, I'm going to go with the all-in-one toilet. 
Have you ever do you been to have Japan? One? Have you? Oh, <laughs> if you have one, I'm coming. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> one day, one day, I dream. Maybe this, maybe this can lead to a few referrals, so that I can, uh, I can finally purchase that. In, uh, in Japan, well, in Japan, they've got the ones that play music too for privacy. Everybody's like, well, why would you, why would you want your toilet to play music? Just put headphones on. No, no, no. It's for privacy. It's so that no people can't hear you in the stall next door or dropping plates, right? It's yeah. Like, it's because your, your guests aren't lighting off fireworks in the middle of your party. They feel comfortable. <laughs> They're polite. Do you, remember, do you remember the start of COVID? Um, like everybody was buying bidets off Amazon because you couldn't get toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> The seats, right? The the tushy, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, one the with tushy. The, the cold water up the. Most podcasts are actually sponsored by Tushy, so we maybe <laughs> maybe if we're lucky enough and keep this thing going long enough, we can we can be graced with that honor. <laughs> tushy, hook me up. <laughs> All right, John, second okay. pick, fourth round. Let's see it. All right, this is a luxury feature, and that's the car elevator. So if you've got more than one car, and if you've got place, so this is I know Brad. If you have a three car garage in your place, you may not need one. But if I've got a two-car garage or a one-car garage and I want to elevate, I want to put my sports car above my, my Range Rover, then I can, I can lift up the Lambo and park the Rangey underneath. So that's, that's a car elevator. luxury shit right there. <laughs> I don't know. So, I like the, so I like this the isn't idea. a car lift for working. This is a car elevator for parking. Car elevator for parking. Yeah. Some go underground. I'm, th I'm talking about the ones you just install into your garage. Okay. It looks like a hoist. I mean, you can use it as a hoist, but it looks like a hoist, a mechanics hoist. And you can kind of, you park the car, you go up on the ramps, you lift it up, and then you can park another one underneath. This sounds like it's for the 1% of the 1%, but uh, I like yeah. it. If you're a car it's, person and you don't sure. have that first pick overall three car garage, then I, I think this is right up their alley. Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather, uh, the a four car garage or the elevator for the cars it depends on where i am if i'm in uh if i'm in if i have a place with you know a huge driveway a 28 car driveway into three car garage i don't need a car lift i'll just have a i'll have a separate garage in the back um but if i'm in a place if i gotta have a separate workshop if i've got that much property but if i'm in if i'm in toronto i'm in forest hill and uh you know i've got a tall house but not a wide house and not a lot of property maybe a you know maybe 30 feet or so wide property um, and I've got a couple of cars I need to put away. I'm putting the, I'm putting the Porsche on top. That's it. <laughs> interesting. Now, I guess you'd have to be a car person though, because if I'm doing a lift and I'm wasting that ceiling space that could be used for a loft for as, as Brad already has brought up and, and tipped a pick of like, say a golf simulator, I think it could be used for different things, but to each their own, mm -hmm. um, car lift. So that is the second pick of the fourth round. Before Brad, you pick your first pick of the last, uh, second last round, and then your last pick. You said you had six coming into this. How many do you have remaining? <laughs> uh, I have four. I have four. I'll be okay. Okay. I'll be okay. I think <laughs> we're gonna get. I was real, you were... obviously went really niche. When you stopped there, I thought you were about to go. Oh, this draft is brought to you by. <laughs> I thought maybe we had a sponsor there for a second. <laughs> I mean, one day, Brad. One day. Okay. All right, all right. I'll go next. Um, I actually was saw one of these the other day. I'm sure we've all seen them, and um, it was a waterfront property we go through on like our Tuesday morning tours, and it had one, and I thought it was sweet, and it was a uh, indoor pool. And that's it, man. <laughs> that's, that's the way you gotta go. That's kind of the hey, indoor pool. If your house is an indoor pool, I think you're either you live in Florida or you're one like the the zero point zero one percent. Yeah, yeah, this this house was really nice. It was like right on the Bay of Quinney and so like where the back pool is. Um 
you know, it was just glass doors all along. Maybe they were even accordion glass doors. I'm not even <laughs> sure. But the there was glass doors all along, so you could see right out onto the to the bay kind of thing. And then with the indoor pool inside, I thought that was I thought that was pretty sweet. And, and one of my friends had one growing up, and like uh, I remember. Like every time I thought of him, I thought about the indoor pool. So yeah, well, I mean, we live in Canada, so swimming year round's kind of cool. And yeah. not many people have the indoor pool, so that's definitely a wow factor. Mm-hmm. And was on my list. Great pick, Brad. Yeah, and kind of goes with everything else I picked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, remote control windows, blinds, curtains, indoor <laughs> pool, accordion. You gotta. You gotta old school list edit that out, I have an exterior interior list yeah <laughs> that whole that yeah whole no thing kidding is, you're a big outside guy that's a vibe though that's the thing like we kind of we're all over the place my vibe is like the toilet like we're basically scott and i are focusing on the bathroom <laughs> and brad's like his vibe is like this this oasis right this like gigantic you know like the, the gates like do you have wrought iron gates on your driveway like that's unbelievable <laughs> i love that love that all right, All right, so John's up, or no, I'm up again, I think right? You're up, you're, you're up again, and then me, and then Scott, and I think that thing is the fifth round, right? Okay, I'm in, between, I'm in between two. I'm really, really in between two. Uh, Do you want to talk it out? Are you okay? I, I just don't want you guys to take one of them, you know? I guarantee um, you I'm not going to take whatever you've got. I and I have one, I have one my up. wife, I have one that my wife uh, told me. She only told me one. Um, when I asked her, I feel like and, you have uh, to take that or you might be sleeping on the couch. No, it's just so unrealistic what she told me. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, okay, this is one that I do see quite often and I'm going to combine two things. So, um, I like the wine cellar or, you know, the place to put the cigars. Oh, uh, let's pick one here. Let's like, come on. <laughs> One is a drink and one ruins your lungs. What are, what are we choosing, pal? Only blow through in your life in a way. Yeah. Um, ah, that's tough. Uh, that's tough. I don't smoke a lot of cigars and I don't drink a lot of wine. <laughs> I'll go with the wine cellar, though. Wine cellar. Yeah, stick with the wine yeah. cellar. I like that's that. A, yeah. I'm, it's I'm a great a... pick. That'll pander to more people. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on my list. I think it can be a feature if you're a wine person. It's where you can show off your collection, get it a little cooled, maybe some glass features. Not trying to sell your pick for you, but I, I like that pick. I I, I, and I thought about it like, you know, when you go and you're showing a house and then you you kind of, you know, you turn this corner and there's a wine cellar there. That's always, you know, sets the tone. With, yeah. a, with a biometric thumbprint sensor on the on the on the thing on the you know instead of like the coated the coated deadbolt you've got your thumbprint so like a retinal scanner to get in there to get your 1981 patrus for fifteen thousand dollar bottle of wine this is a definite uh brad pick from from wine region um and if there's one thing i know about brad is he he loves his wine he's a big wine guy like every time i see him drinking and he's i have to push the wine away from him yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I got a couple Sarcasm of sarcasm through the roof. Brad is not I, a wine. I guy. did have a client who, um, she actually like grew her own grapes on her property, kind of thing, and then she would make her own wine and have it in her own cellar, which was pretty cool. And she's an like this Italian lady, so uh, I think they they always had a lot of wine. I think I have. Yeah. I, if I look over there, I actually have three bottles of that wine. That's the. Cantina. I haven't quite got to yet. It's in the cantina. <laughs> the cantina with yeah. the wine and the pursuits. Yeah, the prosciutto. <laughs> the prosciutto. 
I love that. I love a good wine. So I got some. Uh, I got some Prince Edward County wine downstairs. I got a couple of Sandbanks Sleeping Giant. That's a nice one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Noir Two. That's another nice Sandbanks wine. I told you the Normandy. Sandbanks wine uh, secret, but uh, uh, say, you did. I know the secret. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. It's not it. on the podcast though. Oh, <laughs> insider info. Hey, I'm shout out to the Huff Estates too, my buddy Jay. Huff Estates. Ah, yeah, that's I've heard that name a couple of times. I've driven past no, there. Yeah, Hop Estates is a great spot. Yeah, great place. Yeah. Um, so what are we at here? We're at we're at John. Gone? Me. So I'm gonna second go to this. last pick. Last. My oh, second last overall. This is my last. Your last, but second Five. last yeah. of the draft. I was um for, for many years I was a dog guy, and um I would have loved to have had this in my home, and it's the dog wash station. Uh, this oh. is the place where this is kind of like in your in your maybe if you have a mud room or a separate let me the back entrance um, and instead of having the laundry sink you've got the whole it almost looks like a shower a little mini shower for your dog so you can you can hose off uh, Floyd when he comes back inside and you know just give him a little give him a, <laughs> I don't know we'll wash the mud off of his paws and all of the everything off of everything so it's uh, so it's the dog wash station. I've seen some of these in condos. Some of these have a dog wash. Some condos have a dog wash station. Some condos actually have a car wash, which yep. is very cool. And then next to that, maybe, yeah. dog wash station. Yeah, with before the elevator to come upstairs. Um, but I, I like a good, yeah, I like the dog wash station. I think that's a great uh, feature. It's a great kind of like, hey, check this out. Like, look what I got sort of feature. So for the people that have all dogs. Yeah, I saw one. I saw one last week, and uh, I would say it's it was far from luxury, though. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, they have like you know, like when they see it, like beside the deck, beside the deck, you almost see like the dog have their own way to go up and down the deck too. And then this one had like a way to come, like where how the dog would come up the deck, and then how the dog would get into the house, and then down in the basement. But this was like almost a century home actually too and then but down in the basement they had a place to wash off the dog it was cool though and my clients loved it if they're if, they, if you're a dog person you really like yep. it me i could care less about this yeah you're you're <laughs> the dog eh brad you're yeah. the, dog. <laughs> I'm the big uh, dog john i gotta thank you for selecting that because i i had it between that and one other one i think okay. it's a great pick and as brad said for dog people which our family is um you're not taking them into your own bath. You're not hosing them down in the tub. It's a, it's, it's awesome. Um, so that opens up the last pick of the draft, which uh, thank you for making my decision for me. I'm going to, I think it's a, a, a lifted or a raising TV, whether it's the end of your bed or whether it's coming down from the roof into your home theater. If you, that could be voice activated or remote it's control. Tight. It doesn't matter what era the house is from. It's cool. And your friends are going to go, that's pretty sweet. Is it what sweet or is it like, is it douchey? You know? What size? It's douchey. It is douchey. It's a thousand percent douchey. But what size are we talking? Of TV? Yeah. It doesn't matter. If it's at the foot of, if it's at the foot of your bed, it's going to be a little, a little smaller than... You imagine you have a forty-inch TV that comes up though, a little thirty, a little thirty-six coming at you. Just your computer monitor, just like 20, 20 inches. <laughs> it takes two yeah. seconds. That wasn't very dramatic. <laughs> hey, it's just indicative of what's to come, right? Um, I like that though. I mean, you could hide that. So that's the nice thing. You can hide that. If you've that. got a big, a, what the the motorized motorized TV lift, hidden TV, hide a TV. I'm gonna go hidden TV because that'll be the third of five things that's hidden in here. I, I like I like a little surprise in my my reveals. 
That's the thing. It's if you've got a big open concept room and you don't have, so I, I think I, where did I hear this? I forget where it was. Somebody mentioned this or I heard it somewhere. It's like, if you, if, if you're, um, you know, somebody's rich when your furniture doesn't touch the wall. Like if you've got furniture in the, if your house is so big that all your furniture is like, has its own area in the middle of the big room and nothing touches the wall. And that's one of those things where if you have the TV, you can have the TV motorized in the middle of the room. Or if you have a huge bedroom, the bedroom, you could have the TV right at the end of the bed. And so when you kind of get down, you press the, press the button and the TV comes up at the end of the bed. So it's not way over on the wall. That's 20 feet away. You know, I think that's why people do that. Yeah. They, they don't want it to look tacky and have their TV on the wall. Like most people, they got to hide like regular, that. They got to hide I think it's got to be hidden in Scott's head. Yeah. Scott, can you run down before we do honorable mentions or whatever? What's the, what's been ever been left out? What do we say? The draft room floor, whatever. Yeah, what's been cut on the drafting room floor. Uh, Before we do that, I'll give you a rundown of what the picks were. So first was Brad with a triple car garage, accordion back door, remote control, window coverings, indoor pool, and a wine cellar. John had a kick plate central vac, heated bathroom floors, in-wall speakers, a car elevator, and a dog wash station. And Scott had hidden room, hidden appliances, voice command smart home, an all-in-one toilet, and a hidden or self-rising TV. Um, it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, there's no theme. I'm not I'm not wishing it was an outdoor draft and making it an indoor draft. Let's just say that. But uh, John... I know. Actually, let's hear Brad. You had you had six coming into this. What do you have left over? Uh, I have two, and then I added one more while we were talking. But um, the one that my wife wanted us to take was bowling alley, an indoor bowling alley, we which did. I thought was too too much to take. <laughs> she's never seen one. I'll be honest; it was <laughs> on my list, so uh, she's not <laughs> off. I guess. And then the other one I have was a. Uh, which I almost took. It was that one or the last one I took, and it was the oversized. I know you like that word, John. Love it. Oversized island, like the biggest island that you could ever host people at. That has like eight chair, eight bar stools on one side, and like a good place to host. I love a big oversized island. Mm-hmm. Now, oversized is good. Are you starting to see the double islands in those big homes, where you have the one for kind of sitting around and the other one for? hosting maybe a mini fridge in your dishwasher or is that more of a Durham Toronto that. thing? Cause I had double Island on my list. Oh, whoa. So happy. I didn't take that. Cause it clearly would have gone over well with the, the, the Quinny region. Which we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I do, I don't have one of those and I see it go to other people's houses and you look for their garbage. And when you pull the one out, it has like the three places to put everything. I'm always just like, oh, I wish I had that. That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> um, on my draft room floor, the dumb waiter. It's not often that you see it, but I thought that was pretty cool because you can kind of shimmy up a little bit of food when you're sick. Um, and you don't have to tip them as much. Yep. Yeah. As much. <laughs> yeah. When you get the custom walk-in closet and they have the big island in the middle, I thought that was kind of fancy. Uh, double oh, shower for when you, in, you want to host a party in your shower. Um, Brad and I hit on the golf simulator, Butler's pantry. So you kind of have another hidden room, but it's just for prepping food, uh, hidden coffee bar. I like hiding stuff. It's the best. You have have a vacant house basically until you start opening doors. But when your coffee bar is hidden behind some cabinetry, and then when you have the, the lockers in sort of your mud room, when you come in, you have the full setup, probably better for when you have kids, I'd imagine. Uh, but those were the ones I had left over. 
One of the ones that I had was the um, the uh, the towel warmer in the bathroom. So your bathroom towel warmer, that's kind of a nice thing. I don't know if it's a really, if it's like a wow factor. It's more just kind of like a nice to have type of thing. Um, I've got the, uh, the, the underground safe. So it's a safe built into your floor. And um, I actually lived in a house that had one of these things and it was very, very cool. I love showing it off, but it was built in, it was encased in concrete and built into the floor. Um, so just one of those, one of those kinds of cool things. Again, it's a little bit dated, but you know, it was just, houses built in the 60s and I guess people just kept every all their valuables at home then it would this isn't a lug this isn't a luxury feature but it's a very cool feature Scott and I were actually talking about it yesterday it's called the lobby watch channel and it comes with the condo so if you've got a condo um, my old condo I went to channel 998 or 999 or something and I could see the camera in the front entrance so if I if I got a buzz or if somebody called me or whatever I can see who was coming in um, and kind of buzz them in from there so the lobby watch channel I think is kind of underrated I don't know if every if every building even has that anymore because of just kind of everything advancing advances in technology but i thought it was one of the coolest things and then when i when it went away one day i think i changed cable um services or something like that and i didn't get it anymore and i thought what do i do now um so you kind of get used to it once you've got it that was so the, the original reality it. television was the <laughs> the security camera downstairs exactly um, my, my last one, uh, is another dated feature. And I think I, like I said, I probably went back to 2005 here before every fridge had a water, a water and, and an ice dispenser in it. Um, but it was the separate tap for filter drinking water. So your taps, so you don't have to go to the fridge and put the glasses, you know, and touch the thing and it puts it in the glass. You've got the separate little tap on your, uh, on your kitchen table for, for filter drinking filter water. Drinking so, water, so. I do like that. I do like that. I love going to someone. I don't have a nice thing on my freeze. Neither my do we. I don't either. I did my old house, not now. I love going to people's houses when they have them, and I always want to use it. Yeah, Brad's a big ice guy. Mm. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm surprised when this when this uh, topic was brought up. The example was not even selected in the draft, and that was a pot filler. I think it's becoming more common. And uh, I'm happy no one no one jumped the shark and, and chose that because I was saving it for you. I thought that for sure would be number one or number two. I I'm the pop fillers, the pop fillers when there's water over top of the stove. For those that don't know what it is, and yeah. you fill up yeah. the pots right over the stove. I don't see it very often around here, but um, I I don't know. I, I don't think I was some. I've seen it a few times. I'm, I don't get wowed by it, but it's cool. Mm -hmm. Wow, hard to impress this guy. It didn't come from hard the outside. I like indoor pools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our draft. What we're going to need from you is to check us out on Instagram at the drafting offers podcast. We will have a poll for this shortly after this airs. Um, what we'll need for you to do is pick team one, team two, or team three. Uh, and then the winner will be crowned the draft champ until next episode. Thank you all for coming out. This has been the Drafting Offers podcast at Fielding Real Estate, at Sold with Scott, at Warner in your corner, at the Drafting Offers podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, we will check you out again.